Welcome to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight is on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Here's your host, Gary Darby. Good afternoon, North Mississippi, or wherever and however you might be listening to this program. We welcome you into Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Thursday, May 26, 2022 edition of this program. Gary Darby in the LitcoMetals.com studio. Let me tell you what is on the hour today. First of all, we're going to talk financial aid. We'll do that with Director Lakeisha Hibbler. She'll be on talking about the different types of financial aid at NWCC. I want to get into the percentage of students, how many might be in some form, receiving you know, financial assistance. Get some of the more frequently asked questions that Director Hibbler might get each and every day. We'll give you the ways to apply and try and answer any of the other questions that you might have along the way. And if you have some questions or if you have anything you'd like to discuss... The text message line is 662-426-1093, 662-426-1093. On Twitter, at GDARB65, the Facebook page, North Mississippi Spotlight. You know all the other ways to be a part of the program. After we discuss financial aid with Lakeisha Hibbler, we're going to go by phone to Oxford, Alabama, and we're going to grab the sports information director, Brian Lentz. We're going to chat with him about spending a day in Oxford, Alabama, where the NJCAA Division II National Championship Softball Tournament was rained out. Rangers won game one, had to sit out yesterday. We'll, we'll get all the details, plus there's other sports news and things we want to get to with him as kind of moving that direction with the second half of the program today. So that's what we will do on this version of the show. Alan Samuels, Oxford, they're bringing the weather. Shop online, allensamuelsoxford.com. Our friend in the car business, they want to be yours. Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Your forecast, low to mid-70s today. We might get close to 75, 54 the overnight low, and then get ready for sunny, 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 sunny. How about that? We're going to get about a seven-day stretch of sunshine. And the temperature is moving from you know, the mid-70s into the upper 80s over the next seven days. All of that looks very nice, an opportunity to maybe dry out from some of this wet weather that we have had along the way. 73 today, 54 the overnight low, and looking at radar, all of the rain is on out of this Q93.7 listening area. And we'll continue to uh, have some of that, though, in, in the Alabama world that – uh, yes, those that are still in Hoover will deal with. Yes, those that are in that Oxford, Alabama area, which again is on 20 in between Birmingham and Atlanta, just on the east side of Talladega. There's some rain that might be bothering them again today, but we'll talk with Brian about that coming up later on in the program couple of things, items of business, and then we'll move on. And we'll get that first guest, and we'll talk with Lakeisha Hibbler, the Director of Financial Aid. We mentioned this on the program before, but we'll do it again in case you haven't heard. 
maybe you work on that Northwest campus or a Northwest campus or you are a sponsor of Northwest Community College in a variety of ways and your car tag is coming up soon. Well, NWCC has car tags now available. You can purchase your Northwest Community College car tag for just $32.50 and it goes back to support Northwest programs. So if you've graduated from NWCC and you want to help out the old alma mater, here's what you do. When the next time you're going to get the tag for the automobile, get that one that says NWCC if you want to help, and the 3250 goes back to the programs, things that we discuss each and every Thursday right here on the program. Lakeisha Hibbler is first, Brian Lentz is second. That is today's program that we will be bringing to you with the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. If you're looking for any breaking news, anything going on in the state of Mississippi from the Tennessee state line all the way down to the coast, our Super Talk Mississippi media group doing its best to bring that to you. You can go and check out different stories. The new state health officer is up there. You see the Golden Eagles, the Eagle Hour podcast. All kinds of things. Southern Miss still playing in the Conference USA tournament, trying to put their claim on a national seed. And then you can read other stories as well that are going on in the state of Mississippi. Plus, you can watch the Gallo. You can watch Mr. Gerard. You can watch Rebecca. You can watch the Sports Talk Mississippi guys. You can listen live to any of the programs all by going to Supertalk. Dot FM. That's the way to go do it, and we hope that you will. Keep up with anything going on. We'll hit the break, boys and girls. Move into the discussion of financial aid. If you have a student that's planning to go to Northwest Community College, this information is for you. Or if you're thinking about it, or you're thinking, I can't afford to or send anyone to college. We're going to help you out with that next. It's the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour on a Thursday. You're listening to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and stream live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Please do that. And remember, if you miss anything on our Sycamore Bank Ranger Hours, they're put up in podcast form. We send everything audio-wise to the great uh, Dr. Andrew Dale, and he will have it up on any place you look for podcasts. You can catch the Ranger Hour and catch up with great discussions, like the one we are about to have with the Director of Financial Aid. It's our friend Lakeisha Hibbler, who is back on the phone with us. Lakeisha, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Gary. I'm fine. How are you? Good. I probably share too much information on the air and probably share too much information off the air uh, <laughs> with you as we were talking and getting together about doing things. And, um, you know, look, people can understand that have little children and little boys that play in mud puddles and outside. Things went off the rails at the Darby house last night. <laughs> it was a little crazy. Uh, it went a little nuts, uh, but I appreciate you being on the program today and getting ready to talk with all of us about the world of financial aid and the things that are going on. Uh, I hope that uh, things have been good since the last time we talked. Has, has everything been smooth? I'm sure there have been no issues whatsoever, have there? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't say no issues, but, I mean, I think everything is going 
pretty smooth. Um, we're starting to implement a new system. So with all the things that goes with that, you know, day-to-day basis, I think we find something different every day to improve on. <laughs> sure. Well, look, my uh, my wife is in the IT world and has to help, you know, build and do things and work on whatever. And so when I hear her say, we're starting something new, <laughs> I know what that means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what that means. And there's going to be, you know, a hiccup every once in a while. Um, but obviously, uh, we're ready to talk about this and get the, those ready, whether it's for any of the upcoming sessions that, that may be going on on the Northwest campus. I, I know there are a lot of different types of financial aid, but can you lead us through some of those, if you don't mind? Oh, sure. No problem. Yes. Um, here at Northwest, we offer a variety of types of financial aid for our students, um, including the federal grants like Pell, um, FSEOG. We offer federal work study. We offer subsidized and unsubsidized loans. And on the state side, we also offer state grants like MTAG, MESG. Um, we offer county scholarships to our students if they live in a particular county. Um, we also offer academic scholarships, athletic scholarships, foundation scholarships. So there's tons of aid out there for our students to use um, to come to Northwest. Lakeisha, do you have a number, maybe a percentage of students that actually go to NWCC who are receiving some form of financial assistance? Oh, yes. Um, about 91% of our students here at Northwest are receiving some type of financial aid, either that's institutional, state grants, or um, federal aid. What I have liked in, in doing this program on, on some of these Thursdays is when I've been given a student to interview and, and the impression that they have put on me i don't know how many of them have said i'm going to school for free <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean i'm getting a great education i'm getting what i need it's preparing me for that next step whatever it is in life but whether it is from an academic point of view whatever they made on a certain what you know act or whatever it might have been that's gotten them here plus you know as you mentioned other grants other scholarships that are available to where some of them you know actually said you know I'm, i might actually be making money going to college along it the way yes it, it is possible with all the federal aid the grants the scholarships students actually can come to college for free and actually have a little left over for living expenses. And I think that's part of the draw to Northwest Community College. It's affordable as is, right? It's affordable yes. as it is, but with the, the ways and the means that you guys have, you can make it so that it is uh, not just affordable, but it's something where you can walk on that campus and, yeah, all right, we got to pay for gas. We're going to have to pay for food. We're going to have to pay for a few things along the way, but make it as, uh, as easy as we can on mom or dad or our own pocketbook, no matter what age it might be. Do you get this, and I want to ask you a little bit later about some of the questions that you get, but do you hear this a lot? I'll, I'll never get any assistance. You know, uh, my parents make too much money, or I myself, maybe I wanted to go back and take a few classes and, and would be like, there's no way I can get assistance at my age or financially. Do you get that kind of thing like this? There's, there's no need in me filling out these papers. We do, we do. A lot of students, um, traditional and non-traditional students, always say, what's the point of me filling out that free application for federal student aid? I'm not going to get any money. Well, that's not the case. Um, you can get money based off your ACT scores. Um, and even though you might make a, over a certain amount, it also depends on how many people are in your household, how many people go to college in your household. 
So it depends on a lot of different factors. So I always tell students, no, no matter if you think you're going to get any aid, still fill it out because a lot of, like, state grants, I mean, our institutional scholarship require you to fill out that free application for federal student aid to receive any type of free money. And those of you listening, she did say moments ago, right at 91 percent, <laughs> some form, some type of aid, yes. some form. So trust me, I think they figured it out and and have the right answers for you. So what are some of the the more commonly asked questions you may get? A lot of questions we get. Well. How do we even go about filling out the, um, the free application for federal student aid? Well, it's easy. Um, you can either go to the federal website, which is www.fafsa.gov, or you can click right on the Northwest website and go to financial aid, and it's a tab that says applying for financial aid. Just click on that tab, and right there there's links to all of our scholarships, our grants, how to apply for um, free application for federal student aid, like I said, the state grants, everything is right there on that Northwest website. Or they can um, either visit one of our offices. Uh, we have one located at the Cenotopia campus. We have one located at the DeSoto Center. And then we also have one located in Oxford at our technical center. So it's a lot of different ways to find out how to get help with your financial aid and just get help filling it out. We can answer any questions they might have, um, set them on a computer to even apply for, like, those state grants or any type of scholarships or anything, we're here to help them fill it out so they can come to school and have less of a burden burden on that cost for them. You know, I, I, in talking with some of the deans of all these campuses and the, the different locations, whether it's, you know, uh, Dr. Reed in, in DeSoto or if it's Dr. Jones over here, here in, the, in the Oxford Lafayette County area or any of the people that are over any of the programs at Senatobia, it seems like each and every campus – is willing to help out the other in these situations, oh, yes. too. And so maybe there is someone who's currently in DeSoto County, but, you know, they might be, for whatever reason, family or whatever, they may have questions about another campus. So any of these numbers, any of these locations, any of these people in financial aid can answer regardless of campus, correct? Yes. We are all one campus, basically, and we can answer questions regardless of what campus you plan to attend. Even if you're online, we still can answer those questions as well. Sure. Is there a checklist? Is there something we should have prepared before we fill out applications or just something we should be thinking about before we start the process? Well, when you start get ready to fill out your free application for federal student aid, we tell students to have all their information, like their Social Security number, know the date of birth, because some of them do forget sometimes. <laughs> some of <laughs> but, us might um, want to forget our date of right, birth as to how far yeah. back it is, but, you know. Yes, and then um, we, if they're... We need them, if they worked, um, we need them to have their prior year taxes. And if they're dependent, um, which is they're under 24, they're not married, they don't have any kids, they've not been in the service or a legal guardianship, they would need their parents' information. So they would need their parents' date of birth, social security number, um, their tax documents. If they've been married, they need the date and month their parents are married. Um, but we do offer a handy little financial aid checklist on our website. Ah. The students can go right to our website and they can... Print off that checklist and just mark everything off as they go along. You, you mentioned something there, and then I'm about to, to let you go and to get on to the day of helping the people in, in the world of, of financial aid, and that is those in the service. And so I would assume uh, for those of you veterans or family members or whatnot that there's great assistance there for those who may be coming back after serving in one form of the armed forces and now want to further that education. Yes, definitely. There's tons of benefits for our veterans out there. Even the, the 
the dependents of those veterans, they can transfer those benefits to their dependents that they can use here in Northwest as well. And we do have a designated person um, that deals with our veteran affairs. Her name is Jessica Poole. She's located at the DeSoto Center, but she can help you if you plan on attending Senatobia or if you're planning on attending Oxford. She can, you know, she'll be able to help them any way she can about getting their VA benefits to use here at Northwest. Excellent. Now you're having to not only keep up with all of them, but the concourse in Batesville. You know, yes, we, have we got Water Valley. Water so, Valley. hey, we're building and growing. By, by hell yeah, you got some things yes. going on there as well and different things. And, you know, the lineman program in Olive Branch. And so I, I would assume um, if people have a question, if you don't know the answer, Lakeisha, you'll find it out for them pretty quick. Sure will. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to find someone who does. <laughs> All right. Look, I appreciate you being back on the program today, chatting with us about a few of those things. I'll give them some phone numbers and the website and things of that nature to send. And hopefully uh, we've answered or at least piqued the interest of some people along the way. Thanks for the conversation today. No problem. If they have any other questions, like I said, um, feel free. They can reach out to us in our campuses or email us, and we'll be happy to help. Thank you, ma'am. All right, thank you. Have a great day. You too. Lakeisha Hibbler on with us, Director of Financial Aid. Go to northwestms.edu. Northwestms.edu. That is the number uh, of the website for you to call. And, again, it doesn't matter, as she mentioned, whichever campus you might want to get in touch with, the Senatobia campus, the DeSoto Center, the Lafayette Yalabusha Technical Center, or any of the others, they'll be able to answer or find the answer for you. There is the checklist online that you can go and that you can look at. If you have any questions, there's a place even on the website of northwestms.edu. They've got somebody available that will start talking with you and helping you out. All you need to do is go check it out. 91%, she said, 91% of students at Northwest has some type of financial assistance. And there's some there for you. So don't think that it's a waste of your time. You might be available for a lot more than than you think. So if you need assistance to reach your educational goals, you need a good education, Northwest Community College. And check out the financial aid department, northwestms.edu. After the pause, we'll go to Oxford, Alabama, and our friend Brian Lentz. He is traveling with the Northwest softball team, continuing their trek for a possible NJCAA Division II softball national title. We'll do that and more next. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Community College and powered by Sycamore Bank. Thanks for joining us on the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093. Gary Darby in the LitcoMetals.com studio in Oxford, Mississippi, where it is 70, and we'll get to about 74 by the afternoon, and we'll keep some sunshine. Our next guest is Brian Lentz, our friend and sports information director at Northwest Community College, who is in Oxford, Alabama, where currently he has 72 degrees with some sunshine. But I'm afraid to tell you, my friend, within the next hour or so, you might see a little more rain. Well, if it's anything like yesterday, uh, it looked like Noah's Ark was going to go floating by (laughs) yesterday over here. So uh, I was looking out my hotel window to see if I would see it, but... um, 
Yeah, we, we you're right, Gary. We've dealt with a lot of rain. Uh, it actually started on Tuesday. Northwest was able to get in their first game despite a brief lightning delay, and the last couple of games on day one were rained out. In fact, were actually not played until last night when they got a window in super late. So it set some things back in this tournament, but uh, if anything, it's giving uh, Northwest a little bit of rest in between some games, and I think that could only benefit the Rangers uh, in the process. Well, I called and caught you yesterday and, and seeing if you could join us today to be on the program. And what was the what was the uh, plan of action yesterday on the off day? What did you guys do? Well, uh, we decided to take a trip to the movie, uh, movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, the softball team saw a uh, movie. It was uh, one of the Harry Potter uh, prequels, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um and let me tell you something. It's been a while since I've been to the theater, and, you know, they got recliners in there now. <laughs> um, being able to sit back with a cup holder and a recliner, that's, uh, you know, put your feet up. It's uh, its pretty good now. So, Did the SID take um, a nap? I've always heard about those theaters that have them, and I've never actually been to one that did have them. So that was an enjoyable experience. And dinner, uh, pizza last night was enjoyable as well. So ultimately, the Rangers are just kind of keeping uh, loose, kind of keeping it light, trying to – you know, work off some of their energy. I can tell you from uh, yesterday around lunchtime, all I heard was uh, the girls running around the uh, hotel hallway Mm -hmm. (laughs) over here. So they were trying to get that pent-up energy. They want to play, ultimately, but they also got to work that energy off a little bit somehow. So it's nice to have some activities that we can do that. What was the bus ride around Talladega like? Well, I can tell you this. I have actually never been to a NASCAR track. Uh Uh-huh. And you don't really think about how high those the turns bank. are absolutely until until you get to those banks. And when you look at them, especially up close in person, it's like they actually drive cars on these things. <laughs> like some of the buses, you know, some of the buses kind of dip their toe in the water a little bit, so to speak, to see, you know, just how close to the bank that they could get and. It's one of those things where I think if the buses would have gone up on those banks that they probably would have tumbled right they back would down. Have. It's, it's, yes. it's, uh, it's very steep, that's for sure, but that was an enjoyable experience as well. Um, the banquet was very well done. Uh, the city of Oxford um, and also the NJCA do a tremendous job and have done a tremendous job with this tournament and all the activities surrounding it. I do want to ask you a couple of other questions, and then we'll talk about the game, which is scheduled later on today. But we have some baseball news that I'd like to get to you to discuss first. What's the latest? I know the season was over in the Region 23 tournament. What was the latest for Coach Carson and maybe some of his players? Well, um, some postseason accolades came out this week, starting on Monday. We had some come out today. But, uh, you know, you've done some baseball games for us, Gary. And uh, Ryan Lee, the catcher for Northwest, was actually named Player of the Year in the conference. Um, so he was first team All-MA Triple C. He was the Player of the Year. Caleb Hobson, Zach Willingham, also first team All-Conference selections. You had Connor Spencer and Wesley Lester to get second team and Colton Presley getting honorable mention. But touching on Ryan Lee for just a moment, um, he just kind of came out of nowhere once conference play started. I mean, he was – Rotating with Brady Logan as the uh, one games one and two catcher for Northwest, entering that point, but he batted four oh two on the season, uh, one of the highest batting averages in the country and also in the conference. 
16 home runs. Uh, that was quite the accomplishment. In fact, he, um, I'm trying to get my numbers right here, but um, his 16 home runs, uh, fourth in a single season in Northwest program history. So he, he already has etched his name in the record books. He had a 902 slugging percentage. Um, that was third most in a single season. He was tied for fourth in total runs scored with 58, and he was sixth in walks that were issued to him at 35 and ninth in RBIs with 52. So um, he was a sophomore transfer um, from Union University. He, I'm surprised he really doesn't have any offers yet, but – uh, given the way he's performed this season and also getting the Conference Player of the Year and just today being named All-Region 23 as well, I think that'll move the needle in his direction to start getting some uh, some good Division One offers. Yeah, I know some of those you know, names that you have, you've mentioned, uh, Connor Spencer's going to Southeastern Louisiana. Colton Presley is going to Delta State, correct? Right. He is. And Zach Willingham, uh, before the region tournament, also committed to South Alabama. Ah. So a lot of those guys have got some college prospects uh, beyond Northwest, and we're obviously excited for them. So let's talk about softball. Any individual accolades we need to discuss before we move into possible game time uh, for the winner's bracket game for Northwest softball? Oh, yeah. So softball had five players earn all-conference selections. Um but just last night, they had three of those five to get all Region 23. One of those was McKaylee Polk, the freshman infielder from Sinatobia, Gabby Dickerson, the freshman pitcher from Olive Branch, and Sage Koska, the uh, veteran outfielder from South Haven, who we all know what she's capable of and what she's been able to do for the Northwest program all these years. But additionally, you also had Layla Armstrong that earned all-conference nods for softball. And the last one in that group was also Caitlin Bednark, the outfielder from Soto Central that got second team selection as well. So very well deserved for all of these girls and what they've been able to accomplish this season. Um, 36 and 13 is the current record. And when they beat Jackson College out of Michigan the other day in game one of this tournament, that actually tied the program's single season win total, uh, Northwest only got 36 wins one other time, and that was in 2007. So one more win would make this group the all-time winning its program in terms of single-season win and loss records. And the game time today currently is scheduled for? Scheduled for 4 p.m. That actually came out just before the uh, Ranger Hour program started. 4 p.m. here in Oxford, Alabama against Murray State, Oklahoma, Um and that's the four seed in this tournament. Northwest is the five seed. But as you mentioned, weather, once again, could be wreaking havoc on this schedule. But if the Rangers are able to get this game in, it will be on the NJCA network. There's a link to it on our schedule page for softball at nwccrangers.com. It is a paid broadcast, so you will have to pay a fee to watch. The options are $10 for a single-game uh, broadcast, or you can pay $25 and get access to every game of the tournament. That's probably what I would recommend, considering that Northwest is going to play multiple games in this tournament. So that's right. the way to watch. Uh, You're guaranteed at, least, guaranteed at least two more, right? Exactly, exactly. You're exactly right. And 
Twitter updates will also be abound. I was doing a lot of those the other day as well. That's at NWCC underscore Rangers, if you haven't followed there already. But that is the best ways to keep up with Northwest and to keep up with what's going on in this tournament. 16 teams in this tournament, is that correct? Yes, correct. And, and no, no one has been eliminated as of yet? Not yet. Okay. There are some loser's bracket games supposed to take place. Starting this morning, Later, right? Get them in. Yeah, and here's the thing that I guess is kind of good about the softball world and working in between rain. Softball games are not like baseball games. Typically, I know that I talked to uh, to Coach Bramlett about one that lasted way long, <laughs> you know, about five hours worth in a 1918 extra inning game. I still um, have nightmares about that. I, game, I, by I, the way. Right, I, I'm, I'm with you, but for the most part, Brian, you know, these softball games are hour, hour and a half kind of deals. And so right. even though you're in some rain situations, if you get any kind of window, there's a good possibility that you can kind of somewhat catch up a little bit because the softball games, barring the extra innings, are, are 19 to 18 scores, typically don't last that long. Right. And if you're able to get a run rule in like Northwest was able to do on day one, that right. makes it even easier. That's right. Uh, that was a nine to one victory, by the way, against Jackson College on Tuesday. So, you know, it's one of those things where you can't really expect to run rule everybody in this tournament because these are the sixteen best teams in the nation that you're going up against. But when you are able to get one of those quick games in, just like that, whether it's in five innings or four innings or six innings, you know, it makes it a little bit easier to kind of beat the beat the weather coming in if you can if you can get through with that. So. Um. Yeah, it's just one of those things. We're kind of just playing the waiting game. Uh, hopefully, the weather will cooperate at least to an extent today and allow Northwest to get a window into play. Any other information before we let you uh, get on to the hurry up and wait part of your morning and afternoon? Well, there was something that I meant to circle back to from uh, when we were talking about Talladega and the opening banquet. Uh, Coach Chelsea Bramlett earned the NJCA Golf A District Coach of the Year honors. It's her first Coach of the Year award since arriving to Northwest. Um, much deserved for her and the job that she has been able to do. Already 60-plus wins in her three-year career leading the Rangers, and um, I think a 630 winning percentage or something like that. So she's done a tremendous job, and I know you talked to her last week. But, you know, once again, it's just, it's really hard to describe just the direction she's taken this program in and how much she's turned around Northwest and to get them to this point on the national stage for the first time in program history is just totally remarkable and seeing what these uh, girls especially the sophomore class has been able to accomplish rewriting the record books just left and right it's just you know it's one of those things that you just get excited talking about and you can't stop talking about it because it's just such a good uh, thing not only for you know this current team but also for the recruits coming in and things like that so well-deserved honor for coach Bramlett. All right, I just keep saying that it's played in Oxford, Alabama. Can you pronounce the actual park's name? Chaco Laco Park. Chaco Laco. When I first when I first saw the name of that place, I swore it was a candy bar of some sort, but instead <laughs> it's a uh, it's a region or a river or creek or something like that that runs in this area. I'm sure it goes and, back to a Native American, you know, 
name or something of, like you said, river or region or something like that. Choco it probably Loco. does, but for whatever reason, I thought in my head, I guess the Choco <laughs> part, I thought, oh, is that a candy bar? Like something regional to Alabama, but... No, that's just me thinking about food like I always do. Right. So. Look, I've been in that Oxford and, and Anniston area a lot. Um, growing up, had a friend that moved there, and we would sometimes through the summers, if we were going to Atlanta to watch a ball game or something like that, kind of stop off. That place has really grown there on the side of, of uh, I-20, and, and a big, nice place. I haven't seen the park, but I've heard very good things about it. It is. It's very nice. It's a newer facility. Um, prior to COVID, the uh, Division II softball championships were held in Clinton, Mississippi, at Traceway Park down there. Um, and there were obviously some pros and cons to that facility um, as well. But this one here is, I don't, I don't know how many years old. I would say probably less than five, though, just by looking at it. And, again, the city of Oxford surrounding areas and also the NJCA and even the uh, grounds crew at the park. They've just done a tremendous job in getting this tournament going, trying every avenue they can to work in games, even with weather delays and things like that. So they really are doing a good job here, and I think the NJCA made a good decision having this tournament here. Well, thanks for hopping on and talking with with us about it today, and uh, good luck. We'll make people follow along the way, and we'll update next week, okay? Yes, and if there's any other weather delays or anything like that, we'll be sure to post those updates on Twitter, as we mentioned, and also nwccrangers.com. So just be sure to stay tuned to both of those pages. You're the best. Uh, about 10.15 is when you'll see that next rain, okay? All righty. I'm looking at the clouds building up outside my window. Yeah, sorry. Sir. Four o'clock is hopefully the first pitch. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Brian Lentz on with us. Sports Information Director at Northwest Community College. 16 teams in this NJCAA Division II National Championship, as mentioned, and you've heard on uh, this 9 to 10 o'clock hour, Northwest won 9 to 1 over Jackson College out of Michigan on Tuesday in a run rule. And again, no one's been eliminated out of the 16. The early games will have some elimination games that will be played along the way. And then five seed Northwest, four seed Murray State College out of Oklahoma in a winner's bracket game. So regardless, Northwest will play again in the event. And again, weather permitting as to how many of these games they could get in. Window of opportunity gets there. And as we mentioned, softball can move kind of quick. So maybe they can catch up a little bit over there in Oxford Alabama, Northwest Community College softball, trying to win the national title in the Division II world of the NJCAA. It is 947, the program called the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. We'll conclude it next. talking rangers this hour thanks for joining us for the sycamore bank ranger hour it's a special conversation about northwest community college there's a campus near you and more to come and you can join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093 you know all the ways to be involved with our programs tuesday through friday from 9 until 10 a.m 
North Mississippi Spotlight. That's what we're calling it. Tuesdays and Fridays, we build our future, presented by Baptist Hospital on Wednesdays. That's economic development. Today's program, the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. All things Northwest Community College. We want to thank Lakeisha Hibbler, Director of Financial Aid. She was on, talked with us about everything imaginable involving the world of financial assistance. If you have any questions, northwestms.edu. That would be where you need to make the call. Or go online and fill out anything you might want to get some information about that topic. And then Brian Lynch just joining us from Oxford, Alabama with the NJCAA Division II National Championship going on. So we have a lot of information that we got to you. If you missed any of it, I encourage you to check out your podcast locations later on today. We'll have that up for you and you can catch up with anything that might have been said in this Northwest Ranger Hour. So we thank those two, and we look forward to next week's program as well. Tomorrow on the show, we'll go into the sports world in big fashion. Frank Dodds is going to join us from the Cotton States Baseball League. You've heard him on with us before and discussing different things. The College League, the Woodbat League, begins in New Albany next week. And so we'll talk about college players that will be coming into the uh, New Albany and Union County area right there on I-22. You see the ballparks that are there, and we'll discuss that. The high school league will begin in July. There's still time to register for that and the junior high league as well until the end of the month. And we'll kind of get a guesstimate of how many teams might be playing in the high school world too. And then I'm going to beg for really, really, really good players. We draft, kind of draft our players along the way and uh, hold over a couple. And as a coach in that high school league, it's a lot of fun for me. But it's a lot of great baseball for some local products. For the colleges, it'll be interesting to find out how many out-of-staters and different colleges that there are. And we'll get all that information with Frank at about 9.15. But Jake Thompson's going to be in studio with me as well. And we'll get into... A bunch of different things. I, I, I'm one of these guys, and I guess because I've been in the sports broadcasting business for so long, when you get to this portion of a sport like baseball, I do a lot of research, I do my own stuff, and I try and break down the field of 64 and kind of give this is what has to happen, that has to happen. And for Ole Miss fans – that have asked the question and continue to on the text message line because of the the times I do the strike zone or the times that I do, you know, the the Rebel Yell hotline. Where do I think Ole Miss is now? And you can look at the D1 field of 64 they're still in as one of the final four. You can look at Baseball America. They have Ole Miss in as well, but definitely on the bubble. And I did a lot of research last night and looking at some of these other tournaments and the kind of scenarios Ole Miss needs to have happen along the way. SEC baseball tournament is in a weather delay already again. Other tournaments like the Sun Belt are now going single elimination. So there could be some teams, higher seeds, that lose the only game they play, and it's done. And that could lead to some bid-stealing possibilities along the way. We'll discuss that. We'll have other things on the program to get into as well. High school baseball. We'll have Ponotok 
trying to stay alive in the 4A state championships. DeSoto Central starting their try at a 6A. All of that on tomorrow's program. So long. Now the time has come for leaving.